What's up, everybody? Joe Sib here with you, sitting across from my co-host, Anaya Vogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. Got a great show for you today. Got to do a little business at the top of the show. It's not As too usual. much business, but got to thank everyone for all of those reviews. Heck yeah. Seriously. We kind of had a little like party in here this a little, morning a little looking bit. at these emails. They're incredible and the reviews are amazing. The amount of people that have been emailing us, radparenting at gmail.com. It is really the driver for a lot of our shows. Last mm -hmm. week's episode, the Me Too episode mm -hmm. uh, in fourth grade, uh, that yeah. was all generated by one of our listeners. And as we go through the emails that keep coming in, it really gives us an idea of who's listening to the show, what you guys want to hear. Because I always joke around, it, it really is uh, the best word for it, community. Everyone listens to the show. You're part of the rad parenting community. As Anaya taught me, it takes a village uh, to raise our kids and all the people listening to the show, uh, you're part of the village and it helps us with everything that's going on. Yeah. You know what? That just makes me, that reminds me, yesterday I got an email from a friend and yeah. it was uh, like a little, um, uh, you know, like what are they called? A gif or um, a meme or whatever. Do you know what is that Something called? that our teenagers would know. Something but... that our teenagers would know that I haven't got a clue and I'm probably butchering it. And it's an African proverb that it, that says this, the child... Um, who is not embraced by the village will burn burn it down to feel its warmth. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. Read that one more time. Sure, sure. Because literally everybody uh, right now, Anea, while I was talking, did the look on her face and went to her phone. <laughs> I thought it was ringing, but read that one more time because that is such a great- Sure. It says, the child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Wow. And it's an African proverb. And I love that because the whole idea is that, you know, if we are not, you know, embracing, it's, we have this core need to feel held, to have community, whatever that means for us. And that when we are not getting like that, that sense of connection and warmth that comes in connection to a village, to a community that, that we will start. And we see this with kids, kids who are on the street, kids, kids, kids who go into gangs. We know for a fact that part, a big part of the reason is they are looking for community they don't feel anchored or held by their family or their extended community. And so they create one. And even if it means doing a bunch of destructive crap, um, it's filling a very core human need. Absolutely. So, anyway. And even and even in a smaller way, when my son or my daughter has friends over here, and there's kids that show up at your house that you're excited to see. I, I don't know about you, Anaya, but mm -hmm. there's kids I'm like, oh, so-and-so uh, is coming over. Great. Mm -hmm. Excited to see them. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while, yep. <laughs> uh, Nate or Chessa will have a friend. And we'll have an exchange. And I'm like, I'm not really a fan. I'm not a fan. Not really feeling it. But yep. then now I have to ask myself, why am I not a fan? And is it because maybe this child isn't talking to me the way that I expect to be spoken to in the mm -hmm. house? Is it is it because something's maybe missing from there? Um, from their life at mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it is. Mm -hmm. A lot of times something's going on. And it's funny because some of the kids that um, have been become the closest in our uh, village are some of the kids that were like maybe being pushed out on the side and there was some behavioral things going on. But because I was like, you know what? All right, instead of... Because you know how sometimes you'll meet a kid from another parent and they already have stink on that kid. Yeah, Like they'll start talking like, oh, so was Ben at your house? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Ben comes over sometimes and the parent will be like, oh, really? Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, Ben, you know, yeah. we're just not really a fan yeah. because Ben uses language that's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. and, and then I'm always like, all right, well then let's ask Ben why the F word's flying out so right. much. And in my house, 
the kids will be sitting around and they'll be playing games. They'll be having a good time. But I, whenever that moment does happen, it, when you ask them, I've noticed, Karen and I have noticed, when you literally start asking kids what's going on in their lives, yep. what's going, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you right now, the real truth serum, you guys, pizza. You throw a pizza in front of a group of kids. <laughs> All is well. Well, no, they start eating it and then it's like this weird... Um, equalizer between the parents and them, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you can get real ideas, a, a, a real sense of, of where these on. kids, yeah. what's going on at school, mm-hmm. what's going on at home, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you'll walk away with a way better understanding of why Ben swears, yeah, because his older brother does, yeah, because mom and dad are going through a divorce, yeah, oh, yeah. So instead of me putting more stink on Ben, I go, yeah. you know what, Ben, yeah. check it out. We're not going to use the F word in the house, and if you do, I'm going to call you out on it every time. And then, but you, you are, sh- but you are welcome to be here. Exactly. And I notice a lot of times when you give those kids that type of attention, mm-hmm. they end up being the kids that went from you're not stoked when they show yep. up to oh Ben's here, love it, love it. Hey, when I was using the name Ben, this is going to tie into our show today, and I want you to it is check it. I'm going to bring it all around. You're amazing. One of the names that Nathan, my son, that we had on the plate for him uh-huh. was Ben. Really? Benjamin, yes. Because my grandfather's name was Biagio. In Italian, it means, in English, it means Ben. Uh-huh. But Biagio, Biagio Subiondo, that was his name. And I loved it. Uh-huh. And Karen loved it. Uh-huh. We were like, oh my gosh, I love that name, Ben. I love that name, Ben. Well, as we went through the journey, of figuring out names uh-huh. for uh, for Nate, or even when we're figuring out names for my daughter Chessa, mm-hmm. people always ask us, "Where'd you get the name Chessa?" It's a nickname. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a friend of mine whose wife was named Francesca. We went to visit them in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It was before we had kids, and when we went there, we saw that, or we heard her being called Chessa, Chessa. And my wife Karen goes, "I love that name. What is that?" Oh, well, my name's actually Francesca. They just call me Chessa. Karen wrote it down, tucked it away. And then when we were going through the names of what our daughter, we'd name our daughter, that yeah. name was there. Nice. Today's show, it's a fun show today. It's about names. The what goes into naming our children, what go what that what the connection we have with the names. It's all driven again by an email that came into Rap yes. Parenting. I'm really excited about this particular email, and here's why. Because the it came from a young woman who is 20. Straight up is like, I don't think I'm going to have kids for at least another seven or eight years. I was happy to hear that. <laughs> um, I, no, really, I was. And um, but I want to get like I want to get my my parenting toolbox like rolling. And 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 here's one of the things I'm always thinking about. Like I've been writing down names of like you know one day when I have a kid, maybe this, maybe that. Um, but I feel like it's a really big deal, and I would love you to talk about like what are some of the things that a person should consider. And I'm sure that we've got listeners that are like bun in the oven right now, and it's a much more pressing uh, question. And so we just thought we would do it as sort of a lighter. Yeah, topic. and also, also, I feel that uh, with parenting, we're always so concerned with bigger issues mm-hmm. and bigger topics. Yeah, uh, whether it's what kind of school are they going to go to? How will I have two children? Are we going to have only one child? You know, mm-hmm. the two incomes. Do we have a single income family? A double income? Oh my gosh, we're going through a divorce. How are we going to make this happen? When we get these emails from you guys, it really, it really makes it makes such an impact with us because it really lets us know who's listening to the show and, and what's on your mind. Yeah. Uh, with the name thing, it, it's it's for me, it hit a nerve because I always joke around. And I'll throw this out there. It, it, you know, my name's Joe. <laughs> when was the Pretty last straightforward. name, Anaya, that yeah. you... Yeah. And, and I'm not saying when you were growing up. Yeah. I'm saying in our 
since Current you times. and I yep. have been making people, mm-hmm. not together, but yeah. since you and I have been- <laughs> That has in, not happened. Have you and I experienced making people, having children, when was the last time someone rolled up on you and said, hi, this is my son, Joe, or right. this is my daughter, Who's Jane. like less than 40. Yeah, no. Exactly. You're right. So I feel right now that this is a big topic because I feel that the, our parents maybe might have, like in my case, my dad's name is Joe. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, you're going to be named Joe. Yeah. Are you a fan of that? Uh, not at all. 100%. You know I'm not. In fact, I feel very strongly I'm going to go out against that one um, for a variety of reasons that some people that are listening will not be surprised. But it's a very patriarchal. Our naming traditions are very, very, very rooted in patriarchy. Not only the idea of like, you know, men wanting to name their sons or their mothers for, I'm not saying that, you know, the moms aren't in there because we're all affected by, you know, this sort of version of reality where this is how we do things. Um, saying, oh, well, it's going to be, you know, Joe, Joe, the second or Joe, the third or whatever. You're what? I'm a junior. A junior. Okay. Or a junior. Right. Um, which interestingly, you know, as a sign of it being very patriarchal, we don't do with moms and their daughters. Um, and then the other part of it that we have to talk about at some point is that the, the naming part is not just about the first name, but we also have to think about, and it's, I think it's more straightforward if, if, as if you're a married couple and you both decided to have the same name, then it's straightforward. But if, if you're a a married couple and you've decided to keep your own, uh, birth names, your last names, then, um, I, I would say that not frequently enough are there real serious conversations about, so this is our kid why should we be defaulting to him or her just having their father's name? Why not my name? Like, if we don't want to hyphenate, why not just my name? And and I think it was interesting because the email was like, this feels like even eight years out, like a, it's a really big responsibility because this kid is going to have this name for the rest of their lives. And I want to just be thinking about this now. So I think it's a you know lighter topic than some of the ones we do, but can also be, it's a heavy responsibility. All right, before we jump into last name, how important that is, Mm -hmm. whether you're going to share it, whether they're going to have your last name, whether they're going to mix them Mm -hmm. together, whether they're going to have three last names, uh, I also feel that it is important with the name that you go for with Mm -hmm. with your with your son or with your daughter, Mm -hmm. and and in my case, uh, with our with both of our kids, there's stories that go along with the names, but I have to ask you, you know, when you were naming both of your Mm -hmm. kids. At that point, how much did you and your partner sit down and go, all right, let's go through these names? Because I feel, you know, even with the listener that wrote the letter at 20 years old, that's already on her mind. So obviously it's something that she's going to have to sit down with her partner at that time when they have a kid yeah. and go, all right, we're going to come up with a name. But for the people that, you know, have gone through this process already, uh, hey, we have the second child on the, on the way. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go through it again or the third child. Um, you know, one of my one of my son's best friends named, and I love his name to death. His name is Five because he's the fifth child. Mm-hmm. That's cool, and I love it. Yeah, it's just such a cool name. And and when I hang out with him, I'm like, what a cool kid. His name is Five. Yeah, and and I and and he has no problem telling you the story. Yeah, I'm the fifth kid. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Own it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. just into it. And it's not spelt weird. It's just F-I-V-E. I I always tell him, put a silent X on the end or something (laughs) like that. But just for the listeners right now, go back into Aeneas. You know, oh my, my journey. Yeah, with just naming. go back when you were going with names. Because yeah. I know even your your uh, your youngest. Yep. I call her has Pi. A, has a very unique name. Pythia. Yeah, Pythia, which is the the Greek pronunciation is 
Pythia, as in the Pythia, which was the oracle at uh, Delphi. And I made a point of writing a lengthy paper that she can read one day because I was in grad school and I came across the the whole thing in one of my professor's books. And um, yeah, and I was like, she needs to know what this, it's a powerful name. It, it's a very powerful name. And I was like, she needs to understand what her name means one day. So I'm going to write this like 10 page paper on everything about the Pythia. Um, my oldest daughter, whose name is uh, Maddie for short, but Madison Sky, I wanted Sky as her first name. And her dad was like, uh, no. Yeah. She so we ended up agreeing on Madison, which at the time was very unique. And like I remember her uh, paternal grandfather, so her dad's dad, could not would kept calling her medicine, like as in an abbreviated version of medicine. I, I don't know what was going on, but anyway. So yeah. So even I think anytime we have we introduce like new names into the mix or whatever, you know, you just have to really think because I think that there's something to be said like five, where I there is a a statement about this kid is unique like the one and only or one of few as opposed to going with like a more traditional or common name, you know, or, or, or even if it's a, it's a, a modern name, but it's one that everybody's using, you might be like, you know, oh, I just love that name. I don't care if a bunch of people also have it or, um, uh, no, I don't want my kid to have like the latest, you know, name that everybody's naming their kid. Cause I want them to feel like they stand apart from the rest. So when, it really depends. When, uh, Nathan was born, the name Jack was super popular and I really loved the name Jack. I like the name Jack. I, that was one of the names that were in mm -hmm. the mix. We had Ben, we had, uh, Jack, mm -hmm. uh, we had Nathan in there at the top mm -hmm. One of the questions I think a lot of people ask each other is what do you what's the process of mm -hmm. what you go through to come up with the name? And I feel that there is no right rhyme or reason. You, sure. sure, you can Google names, what's popular, what's not yeah. popular. In in our experience, uh, Karen and I, we went back and forth with names that we just felt we liked. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, there were some names that Karen would throw out there or I would throw out there and because of a past relationship yep. or some sort of grade school, high school, there was a few names that were off the list that either she loved or I loved because I'm like, I can't call my son uh, Thomas uh, or you know uh, what other other name out there? Like one of the names for me would be like Jim because this mm -hmm. kid Jim used to you know pick on me all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I can't I can't right. live with someone that used to beat me up all the time. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. So there, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Try being a teacher. Like I was a teacher when I was naming my first my first daughter, and so like it could not be. There were so many names, and anybody who's listening who's a teacher knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like. Oh heck, heck no, no can't can't do that. No, not that one either, or that, or that, or that, because you have so many associations. It's rare that you have like a kid where you're like, wow, this kid was just so amazing that I want to name my kid after. What do you think with your partner is the best way to meet reach that middle ground? Yeah. Like you had a good example with Madison Sky, yeah, beautiful name right there. I know her as Maddie. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I love just I love like when I met her, I was like, that is so cool. Like Maddie, mm -hmm. I love that name. Uh, what do you feel, how you reach, what's a good way in your experience to reach that compromise in your own experience right. with your partner? Instead of calling her Sky, you dig, okay, you know what, let's go Madison, Sky, and then you ultimately end up with Maddie. So it's three different yeah. names right there. Yeah. And 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 um, and my thinking, to be honest, there was, okay, as long as it's in as her middle name, because she could always decide to go by her middle name. And and anybody, look, any our kids can change their names if they want to. It's not an easy process. And and they might just be like, no, but this is my identity. I don't want to change it. Um, but I think, you know, the 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 ideal way, what I would suggest is that both of you sit down and make your short list. Like 
like, here are the things, or like, you come up with 10, I'll come up with 10. And then let's really talk about it. Let's narrow it down to a combined shortlist, and then let's do some additional research. And I am going to encourage everyone who's going through this process to do some additional research. Like, what is the name what does it mean? Is there a meaning behind the name? What is the, the uh, say, ethnic origin? Um, how does it sound with whatever last name the baby's going to have? Uh, is there somebody else in your family that uh, has that name that maybe is not so good? You know, whatever whatever you, the, but there's, uh, there needs to be some thought uh, into what, what going, what's going into that name, what are the associations, and so on. All right, we're going to dive into all of that research uh, mm-hmm. that I totally agree with you. Plus, I'm going to throw in some personal uh, suggestions of things you you don't do. You're listening to Rad Parenting with Joe Sibbin and Nea Bogue. We're back. Joe Sibbin, you're hanging out with my co-host. Anea Bogue. We're talking about names. We're talking about yeah. what kind of name you choose for your son or daughter. We're talking about working with your partner on that compromise of finding out the name that works. I'm going to tell you something right now. Suggestions of things not to do. First thing you shouldn't do is don't <laughs> go to your friend's and say, what do you think about this name? We're so in love with this name and we, we're going to name our son or daughter. Because no matter what, chances are they're going to go, oh my gosh, you know, I went to high school with uh, so-and-so named, uh, named uh, Xander and he was such a jerk to yeah. me. And, and then you're like, okay, well. Yeah, you I'm got not... somebody else's experience in exactly. the mix. It's hard enough with two people. Exactly. For sure. Uh, one of the things that you suggest I think is super important is... I feel with every name, there is somewhat of a story that goes along mm-hmm. with it. In my case, you know, my name's Joe Sibiondo. There's no story. My dad's named Joe Sibiondo. Mm-hmm. He's senior. I'm junior. Mm-hmm. Really simple. It was, and I, but I never got the feeling, and, and I know you, we had this, we touched on this. Mm-hmm. I never got the feeling that I didn't enjoy having the same last name or having the same name as my father. Yeah. Um, and I never felt like some weird, like he, I'm his, you know, he's shadowing yeah, me or I'm sure. shadowing him. Sure. I could see though, if you're raised differently, how that could potentially set up a problem. Well, yeah. And if you, if we think how many times we've talked about, we've talked about the mini me syndrome. We've, I mean, that's in there. Like when you're like, I want my kid to have my name. Like there is some of that ego charge um, that, that goes into that thinking. And I think we have to be conscious of it. But then I also will throw this in as you were speaking, mm-hmm. what I've realized is that at 15 years old, I did change my name to Joe Sib. It's never been legally changed. Yeah. And throughout growing up and being around my dad, I really do feel that maybe psych- psycho- like psychologically, yeah. I think I m- might have changed it from and went with that nickname, Joe Sib, because yeah. it was so different than Joe Sibiondo. And it really allowed me not to be connected to him in the sense that even when I was going to college, yeah. Uh, I remember because he taught at the school where I was at. Right. So he was Sibiondo and I was Sib. And for yeah. years, pe- people in the know knew, hey, that's Joe Sibiondo's son. But the kids and a lot of the administration didn't know. They were just like, oh, wow, this kid named yeah. Joe Sib goes here. So, so it was so- a way of you establishing some autonomy, Absolutely. even though you carried the exact same name as your father. Absolutely. And I love that. And I think that there is going to be a natural inclination to want to do that. And we have to be careful, if anything, my, my argument would be, Please be careful about not putting too much of your ick, your ego, your identity onto this kid or being too connected to the like, but that's my son or that's my, you know, he should have the same name as me. Um, and I, I am saying he because we don't, we, we rarely do it with, with little girls. So Yeah. Now, now I got to ask you this. And, and it, it runs through my, and I'm part of, I, I don't want to say part of the question, but my son's name, Nathan, mm-hmm. very traditional name. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter's name, Chessa, 
is very a unique. It's a nickname, mm-hmm. and it comes. It's a. It's it. It comes from the story of I was I was doing a tour, and CJ Ramone mm-hmm. uh, was our bass player for a tour in Australia, and I'm mm-hmm. a huge Ramones fan. Anyone that you know listens to Red Parenting, you know that. The Ramones were definitely like the gateway band for me. And at this point when CJ Ramones playing with us, he's married to a woman named Francesca mm-hmm. who's named Chessa. We go to Hawaii, like I said yeah. earlier in the show, and we write down the name Chessa. Wow, that's cool. And I yeah. loved I loved the story that uh, my daughter will say to people, well, you know, my dad loves the Ramones and I'm, you know, there's a tie-in. It's the CJ Ramones ex-wife, yeah. Francesca. There's the name. Mm-hmm. So there is this little story behind it. Do you feel sometimes though... Naming our children, you're saying not put the ego in there, but being so geared on individuality Mm. and making it so different. Is Mm -hmm. there any, are are we focused too much on making the name so special and so unique that it might uh, set the the kid or our son or daughter up Mm -hmm. for problems because they have this crazy first name? Honestly, yeah. No, I think that any, I think the reality is just to kind of, because one thing to consider is like when it's overtly like, you know, I I was reading this article about, you know, if your last name is Pitts, don't name your kid Harry because that's just setting him up for all kinds of trouble. That being said, knowing how kids can be, Honestly, there are there's probably no name that you could be like 100% certain nobody's going to be able to make fun of my kid because kids will find a way. So I would like other than the overt like obvious that Harry Pitts would be a bad choice, I would say go with your go with your gut and I mean that genuinely. Like does when you hear the name, does it evoke a feeling of like yeah, like th- this feels right to me um versus the what we said earlier about like this all of these weird or negative or un- just unpleasant associations. Um I think really that should be the 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 driving force. And then I think meaning cuz you know names like words are loaded. They have they have power. And I think we have to, it's worthwhile, as I said, to do a little research about the origin of the name, you know, what is the ethnic origin of the name, what is it, who is it associated with? Um, you know, even, you know, things like, as I've noticed, I was at a little Easter gathering the other day and the mom had named her first son Lincoln. And, um, and I thought about, yeah, you know, it's not the first time that I've seen parents naming their, especially their little boys after past presidents. And, um, and, and that's all good. Just do your research, like make sure that that president's values, for example, are really in line with who you are as individuals, as parents, and what you want your 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 child to carry forward into the world. Because I do that, think it's in there. That's a great example that you brought up. Uh, I remember a while ago uh, there was a we were having uh, some conversations with some parents, and one of their one of the parents named their I think it was their daughter London, mm-hmm. and she told this whole story about. I was like, oh, was she made in London? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, was she born in London? No. And she basically was like, I know. I went for this name that doesn't have this connection. Uh-huh. And it's hard because people are always asking me, oh, is her name London because of these yeah. ideas that maybe there's some connection? And yeah. she was like, no. And they almost changed their daughter's name. Like, I'm talking two, three years into the oh game. My gosh. I know. And I was, but I understood where the mom was coming yes, from. They got yes. wrapped up in the moment and they were like, yeah. we're going to name her London. We love that name. I've always loved that yeah. name. You know, boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, you don't have, mom, why am I, why, why, why do you call me London? Yeah. Was I made there? No. Have you yeah. been there once? Yeah. Were you with dad? No. <laughs> what? You know, it was just this crazy yeah. thing because you fall in love with the name. Mm-hmm. Even down to the moment that when we had my son 
we, it was the second child, we're in the moment, I was playing music in the, in the delivery room, and the doctor and I are grooving, and it's the second kid, so, you know, Karen's just like, this isn't a problem, yeah. boom, <laughs> um, I had music on, I had on a mix, uh -huh. and uh, the Who's Happy Jack, Happy Jack wasn't tall, but it came on, yeah. while Nathan's coming out, yeah. and I have this moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the universe telling yeah. us we gotta name our kid Jack, uh -huh. and right there, Karen, you know, she's probably, you know, Delirious. Delirious. Yes. And and whatever other chemicals are running through yeah. her body and emotions. And yeah. she agrees, yes, let's name him Jack. Uh, he was named Jack for three days uh -huh. until I had a conversation with my mom. I'll never forget <laughs> it. And she was like, you can't rename Jack. His real name will be John. I'm like, no. Buzzkill. I'm like, no, it'll be Jack. No, Joe. No, 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 the tradition is this. His name is John. And Jack is a nickname. And you know, you're just getting into it with your mom. And then yeah. I'm in the moment of like, I don't want to, if I'm dealing with this right now, mm -hmm. imagine I'm going to be dealing with it for the rest of this kid's life. Yeah. I go back upstairs. Everyone's calling. We have video of like, what's up, Jack? And all this stuff. And all of a sudden, Karen, I, I like tell Karen, she's like, I'm not really feeling Jack. Let's go back to Nathan. She had said that too? Yeah. She's like, you know, I'm thinking about it. We were like two days in. Wow. And, and, but we have video. He's always said to us, why is everyone calling me Jack? Jack. Oh, that's brilliant. So my whole point of my I story is to everyone that's listening, yeah. it's okay to mess up like that. Until For it's, sure. It's like a tattoo. Until you've got it on your arm, you can draw as many different uh, versions thing, of versions it with your pen, you want, your, with your sharpie. You, yeah, until you sign the paper. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think that. But to to your point, that would be another thing. I would say, put it on the list of like here. Here's our checklist that we need to make sure we've like vetted this this particular name option. Is is the nickname factor? Like, if you think that your kid is going to like the shortened version of their name is going to not be good for you or maybe for them, then maybe that's a reason to like put it onto the maybe list instead of the, you know, short list and, and come back to it because that's also a thing that, you know, you need to take into consideration. So not even the teasing factor, just do I still like this name if it's likely to be shortened to whatever, like we're going to go with Brooklyn, um, the, but then she's going to get Brooke, Brooke and I'm not really down with Brooke, but I like Brooklyn. Well, there's also, there's a ways around that too. You just make sure that you're insistent when your extended family members want to start calling her Brooke that you're like, it's Brooklyn. So that she gets so used to that, that it sounds weird for her to be. Uh, and also Brooke. you got to throw in the factor that your kids are going to decide what they're going to do. Our son's name, Nathan, and we've called him Nathan all the way up until this year where he's literally pulled us aside and said, please do not call me Nathan. My name is Nate. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, that's his decision. My name's Nate. I don't want to be a Nathan. Yeah. Where as his dad, I'm like, oh, okay, I, and I got, I respect that. Sure. He's like, you know, that's, it's, you know, I'm 13 going on 14. Yep. I want to be called Nate. Yep. Who knows? Maybe he might switch back. What's his middle name? Joseph. Oh, oh wow, Joseph! You just had to get it in there. I did. Jeez. Uh, come on. Call I, yeah, I never I thought. I caught of, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did. Nathan Joseph Sibiondo. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, hey, before we get out of here, mm -hmm. a while ago, you and I did an episode where before uh, people get married, they mm -hmm. talk about, like, I think it was like five or six topics that are important to talk about religion, yeah. who's going to be working, who's not going to be working, mm -hmm. uh, where we're going to live, where we're going to raise our kids. Do you feel that these types of conversations with what the potential names of our children in the mm -hmm. future, mm -hmm. and I'm speaking to the people that are married. And, and, and like this 20-year-old that's mm -hmm. listening to the show, which I love the fact there's a 20-year-old listening to our show. And I'm sure there's... And I meet people all the time. Like, I listen to your show. We don't even have kids yet. Yeah. Do you think this conversation of like, hey, let's talk about what we might name our son or daughter when the time comes. 
have that conversation sooner than later? Um, I think so. But honestly, I'm going to say that the the part of it that is much more charged, which I mentioned at the at the top of the show, is the last name part. Is the like so particularly in situations where couples are married, but they've said, "I'm keeping my name." Like in my in my case, I'm going to keep my last name. You keep your last name. This is who I am. This is my identity. You know, you can take on mine if you want. And and just to call that out for a second, like I even when I was writing my book and I was doing research and my my assistant at the time would would kind of be my guinea pig and she would you know go back to her live-in boyfriend and say so I'm thinking about like you know one day if we have kids it's really important to me that they have my last name or at the very least that it's hyphenated and he was like hard no like hard no and 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 that was part of a like Even they, hyphenated they were not and they were not married yet and it was kind of an extended conversation of like you know her keeping her name him having his name and and he was like you know like wh- what's up? Like again, it's it, there's we have to keep in mind that we have you know the patriarchal I- influence and sort of these things that we do as part of our culture that we just accept as self evident. Like this is just what you do. Um, I really want to encourage people to stop and think about like what is behind this tradition. What is and so the the idea of of you know women taking on their husband's name when they ma- they marry. I'm going to remind you of this again. You can consciously make it something else, but the origin stems from the belief that ch- that that. Uh, women were first the property of their fathers and then became the property of their husbands. So giving a a woman away at her wedding, the father walking her down the aisle, was part of that belief system that they weren't full humans, that they were extensions of first their father and then of their husbands. So we need to be careful about that loaded history. And then when it comes to our kids, I mean, I've always had pushback. And it's why both of my daughters have hyphenated names because I'm like, so I'm going to grow this baby in my body. It will forever be changed. I am going to be the primary caregiver, which is still the case, even though I, you know, have this crazy work schedule. Why on earth would they only have their father's name? And it wasn't like, and they shouldn't have your father's name, but why would they only do that? And I think that we, that is a conversation that I think is definitely part of that. Like, here are the things you should talk about. I mean, theoretically, for sure before you have the kid, but I would say even have it before you get married. Because if you're not on the same page with that, that can literally be a deal breaker. Well said. Well said, Anaya. I love that. I think the biggest deal breaker for uh, Karen and I was, was I wasn't so concerned with her taking my last name. I wanted her to take my first name. I really... (laughs) Of course you did. How great would Everybody that be? Everybody else is Joe. What's up? Yeah. Hey, um, you know, I'm not, you can be, you know, I want you to hold on to your last name. I respect it. Really, honey. And I want to take your last name as well. I just want you to take my first name. I think I want to mix it up a little bit. You are no longer Karen. Your name is Joe. And I'm Joe too. We're Joe squared. There you go. Hey, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to listen to Rad Parenting. Uh, I want to continue uh, all of the, the reviews that you guys are throwing on iTunes. Uh, appreciate it so much. Take a second, go over to iTunes and 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 write a review. Also, uh, one more time on our email, radparenting at gmail.com. Please keep the emails coming in. We want to thank our listeners for generating the topics for the show because in that point, it really ties it all together. And then I want to just, I'm going to put this out loosely now just to start putting it in people's heads. We are in the next couple of weeks going to be opening up to the Rad Parenting community, probably about 25 people, to get in on a beta 
parent coaching group um, where these everybody will work with me. It'll be about a, a six-week course. If you are interested and you are serious about being part of this group, um, please start sending us emails now so that you get a spot. I'm going to be doing a more formal introduction in the next couple of weeks, but I want to start planting that seed so people think about if it's something they want to do. So you need about 25 to 30 people. We're going to take, we're going to, it's going to be 50 total, but we're going to take 25 to 30 of those people from the Rad Parenting community because we know they're all over the place. It will be a online format where you will do a once a week like webinar with me. Um, you'll get lots of resources and, and it will be and is that free, free to you. It will be free to you for this beta group. The one commitment you will have to make is that you'll be giving us um, feedback because we're using it as sort of a test group to refine um, these parenting offerings that we're going to, to begin uh, to Love make available. that. Yeah, Love that. Excited. So uh, for all our listeners right now, email radparenting at gmail.com and say, hey, I'm interested in Anaya Bogues beta test group uh, for the new site that they are pulling together for Real Girl and everything in the Anaya Bogue world. With all that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. And we're out of here. Late. Hey.